everybody. Welcome to the fourth episode of the Breakpoint Podcast. We have got my good friend and doubles partner on today, who is the assistant at Kennesaw State. Simon, thanks for joining us. Yeah, happy to be here. Thanks, Elijah. Yeah, so as you guys know, obviously, bringing on coaches, ex-players, current players, just to give you guys a little bit more insight into the college process, the journey, recruitment process, what coaches are looking for. So thought I'd bring Simon on to give you guys a little bit of insight on how they do things and operate at KSU, but then also to give you guys a little bit of insight, obviously, from where he came from and how he got to where he is now. So with that, Simon, if you want to give a little bit of an insight into junior tennis accolades, obviously, you're not from America, so how did you get here? Junior tennis, recruiting yeah. journey, all that. Yeah, for sure. So originally from the UK, been here a long time now, but came out here for college. Knew it was something that I wanted to do pretty early in my juniors, but obviously being in the UK, had a little less access to kind of information, less access compared to what your typical American would have anyway. Um, yeah. But, you know, you hear from friends and people who are more aware of the college tennis space out here of the opportunities which are available to you. So early on, knew that it was something which I was interested in. But then from there, didn't really know where to get started. So for me, it started with firing off about 50 to 100 emails to coaches from anywhere from like 25 in the country down to like top 125 kind of thing. It was kind of the range which I was looking for and didn't get a ton of responses from those emails. Like I'm sure a lot of people who are watching this, who are juniors, maybe feel like they might be getting, but I did get some and that interest led me into different pathways of how to get a bit more interest. And I started working a little bit with an agent, not officially, but she definitely helped me connect me with a few coaches. And those connections ended up leading me to, I'd say like a top three, top four, teams which I was interested in and then from there once I spoke to the coaches a few times on the phone led me to taking an official visit and those official visits might not seem like a huge deal for some Americans but it's a big deal when you're in the UK and flights are expensive for the school to pay for so ended up taking those visits I only took one visit actually to the University of Iowa but honestly, my main thing with that visit was trying to see what facilities were available, what the entire vibe of college tennis was, and seeing what was available to me. So I took that visit, ultimately ended up not going to Iowa, obviously came to KSU, but that was the point behind it. I wanted to go out here and see what I was looking for in a school and what I wasn't looking for. And taking that visit allowed me to realize Iowa wasn't necessarily what I was after, but I think that KSU had a lot more of what I was looking for. That's good insight, obviously, with how massive a push there is for international players to come to the States to play college. That exposure, right, to actually getting boots in the ground and seeing these things is is limited, right? You can only you only know what you know. And outside of getting a school to get you on an official visit, that's huge. But is there anything else that you would say predominantly to international players on getting that exposure? If you don't get an official visit to get over here, how can you get that insight into a school or into multiple schools? Yeah, I'd say the big thing now has to come from the relationships which you have with players in your country already. So, mm -hmm. I mean, unless you're from a country where tennis is not particularly common, then you're going to know players from your country who are currently in college tennis. It's pretty rare for you to be from a country where there's no one who is either playing right now or has played in the past. And so my best advice to you would just be make sure that you talk to them, 
take them out to lunch, do whatever you need to go practice with them, do whatever to where you can ask them all of the questions, which you don't necessarily want to ask a coach, you know? So like for me, it was helpful. I had a friend who played at the university of Tennessee and I had a friend who played at the university of Illinois. So I was able to get two perspectives from both of those guys who are similar in age to me, similar in level two, and they were able to guide me a little bit in terms of what I should look for and what I shouldn't look for what I should ask coaches and what I shouldn't. And it was truly like the most important part was talking to them and seeing their opinions on things more so than any of the coaches, which I spoke to all of that stuff is guided a little bit towards their program. What they're saying is like purely just in your best interest. Yeah. You get the unfiltered truth of yeah. what's actually there and what's going on. So leverage the resources, the people you know that are obviously in college. They will give you really, really good insight into what's available, what's there, maybe some people to steer away from, things like yeah. that. Yeah. Um, exactly. So yeah, no, that's good insight. Take us now, obviously, into college. You know, you picked KSU. Yeah. Give us the lowdown on some accolades. I, I, obviously, I know them, but I feel like they need to be shared. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I came to KSU with a few things in mind. I wanted like a good balance between academics and tennis. I didn't have pro aspirations prior to college. I knew that it was going to be really difficult for me to do, but I wanted to make sure that when I was going into college, I was going to have the four best years that I could. So I wanted to continue to develop as a player, but did I want to necessarily go into the tennis pro world afterwards? No, it was more of a focus on, okay, I want to work after I finish in the finance world. So I, I chose KSU because it's close to Atlanta, which was good for job opportunities. And then I chose KSU because it was a program which I felt like it was improving a lot at the time. And I felt like I could play a big part in it. So anyway, I came into college, played at one for all four years, which was pretty interesting and unique because you don't usually find that in a program because when you come in as a freshman typically you find yourself in the middle of that lineup if not towards the bottom of it but came in and it forced me to mature really fast it forced me to pick my level up when sometimes you get the idea of okay you're just going to gradually improve i kind of got thrown in the deep end and for me for my tennis it helped me a ton and when i'm talking to players who are top top recruits who might be able to come to ksu I tell them the same story is that just because you might be on paper the best player on the team or you might come in your freshman year and play number one, like you have to learn. That's a positive which you can gain. That's a positive which you can learn from. And so, yeah, that was invaluable experience for me to start my career there and then finish it there as well. I got four years worth of really, really high quality matches. Uh, it was awesome. You didn't speak specifically to the, I'm trying to bait you into it. And I think you I know, know why, because I've got, I've got, yeah, the, uh, I know. I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I know what you're after. So when we played tech in, I think it was what, 2015, maybe 2016. I'm not too sure, but it was one of those years and KSU was at tech on the outdoor courts. We lost 4-3, but one of the wins was me against Chris Eubanks, who I think I told probably everyone this summer after this big <laughs> run at Wimbledon that I had the head-to-head -head over him. Yeah. And then, yeah, someone else on this podcast has also had a big part in that match. Yeah, someone else here clinched that match. I'm pretty sure for the, for Georgia Tech. So that's that's interesting. That's a good story. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's good. Obviously, uh, you had a phenomenal career, right? And that just goes to show is do the research, use those resources, right? You find you can find a school that you know you had no idea about KSU before. You did a lot of research, cast that wide net, and then yep. you landed at a school that ended up being a phenomenal place for you for the four years. And then also set up 
success after. And I want to dive into that a little bit is there's obviously the two routes that you can go. People used to think it's college tennis or pro. I think it is now with the Ben Shelton's, the Eubanks's, all of them that has now been taken away. It's college tennis is definitely a route to professional tennis. Not, it's not an, I need to go pro or I need to go to college. You can't, I would almost say you have to go to college to mature. Your body grows your game develops, you go from an 18 year old to a 21, 22 year old, a lot happens in those years as a man. <laughs> so developing and doing that is, is key. But aside from the pro route, there's the business route, which is 99.99999% of us, right? It's yeah. you, it's me. So obviously you went a little bit more the finance route, but then you circled back to college tennis. So dive in a little bit into why yeah. you did that. Yeah, so I majored in college in economics. I knew that finance was something which I was always interested in. Out of college, well, during college, I had a focus on finding a, a role in investment banking. I put a lot of my spare time into that. Throughout my last senior year, I would say I was talking more with professors and trying to interview with these investment banks. And ultimately, what got my foot in the door of one of the interviews was the fact that I was a student athlete. And that's something which mm -hmm. really stood out is like you can you can prove that you're a good student you can prove that you know your stuff in banking you can prove you know your stuff in whatever field it is you're going into but sometimes you need a little bit of a hand getting your foot in that door and that's what happened to me so i went for an interview with the firm i ended up at which was lighthouse private equity partners which is just a small private equity firm in in atlanta and the only reason i got the interview was based on me being a student athlete. So the managing partner was also a student athlete. He was a football player at the University of Florida. He played on the same team as Tim Tebow, tip players like that. And the interview started with me talking a little bit about me being a student athlete and, it, and then allowed him to talk about him being a student athlete. It made really good connections super early on in that interview. And it allowed me to free up. It allowed him to free up. And ultimately, we made a great connection and he ended up hiring me. It was a job which, honestly, arguably, I probably, it was probably a long shot for me being able to get had it not been for the student athlete connection. So obviously, it's important you get a degree from a good place, you do well, you get a good GPA, all that stuff. But sometimes you need that little bit extra. And that's what being a student athlete is. It provided me with that little bit extra, which I needed to get into such a competitive field. Yeah, because otherwise, you go to a George, you go to a KSU, you're one of the yeah. 30,000, 40,000 students on campus. And what's going to make you stand out other than grades, GPA, and things like that? Um, right. Having that student athlete, I can attest to it as well, right? It's opened up so many opportunities, you know, Georgia Tech tennis, whatever yeah. it is, four years. That's more the thing that I see in my professional career is people, they respect the amount of time. You know, it's 20, 30 hours a week in addition <laughs> to yeah. the school, right? But, this is, it's yep. crazy. Your time management, these things you learn waking up early, getting the individuals in, getting the weights in before class. These are yep. things, these are muscles you're developing that are exercised throughout your career going forward. And professionals see that these recruiters for these companies, and they see the hard work that it takes to be a student athlete. And that's uh, invaluable. Yeah, yeah, exactly. No doubt. All right. So pivoting over to coaching. Mm -hmm. Now we're now we're at KSU. You've been there for a few years, obviously started to develop your coaching style. What is that style? What do you bring to the table as a coach that you feel like is your value add to the, the guys on the girls on the KSU team? Yeah. And what are you looking for in a player? 
Yeah, yeah. So I've been at KSU now for five years. I think this is my sixth year coaching. And so over that time, I feel like it, my coaching style has definitely developed. I think that in a funny way, like actually it's developed into more of a developmental attitude and process with regards to the players that we bring in. So our big philosophy here is, okay, when you get into the program, you're going to be this level. When you leave the program, you're going to be so many more levels higher right? A lot of teams will sometimes bring in these top recruits and they do well for their freshman year and then it tails off a bit for sophomore year and then it tails off again for their junior and then they've got senioritis. Whereas we feel like it goes the opposite way for us. So they come in and then they develop a little bit in that first year, develop even more in their second year and so on and so forth to where they come in as a freshman and they're playing relatively low in that lineup. And then by their senior year, they're playing top one or two. You know, and so, I mean, that speaks volumes for the way in which we practice, the way in which we train, the way in which we recruit too, because we're recruiting the players, which we see have a lot of potential from whether it's a talent perspective, whether it's a late starter, whether it's someone who we just thinks really hungry to get better. Those mm -hmm. are the players which we're looking for. And then when they get, when we get them on campus, we now over the last five years have got really good track record of those players coming in and getting better over the course of their four years. Like right now on the men's team, we have a player who our number two player as a freshman was our seven. And then our number three player as a freshman was our number six. And so you see that gradual climb up the, up the lineup. And we think that that's really important within a program. It's a big focus for us. It's something which we talk about every single recruiting call. And some players that's great for. And for other players, not necessarily what they're looking for. And that's good because it allows us to go a different path too. I think that, that speaks volumes. There are so many players who've been grinding juniors, had really good results, did this when they were 14, 15, rolled their ankle or yeah. tear something. They're out yeah. for a year, right? They're 16, 17. They were top in their country or their state or their region. Mm -hmm. And they're trying to get back. They've got the attitude. And it's almost, you almost find when someone gets injured, they come back even hungrier, right? Because yeah. you don't know what you have until it's gone. And then as long as that injury is taken care of, they heal properly and everything like that, because yeah. there can be some of that. But they come back better because their mentality is, dang, like, I miss this. I want this, mm -hmm. you know? And so to your point of looking for players like that, that are hungry, right? It's not all just about the UTR rating or the rankings or things like that. You as a division one coach are looking for players. Obviously they've got to fit to somewhat of a range that fit you guys' school, but you guys are looking for a player to develop that might be more that diamond in the rough, you know, maybe had some unfortunate things happen earlier, but are looking to develop and give a player a chance that may not get it somewhere else. Yeah, for sure. We know that we're not necessarily the school where the number one player, in, well, we know that the number one player in the country is not gonna come to KSU. So we're looking for players which are gonna come in, like you, like you just said, and like I said, they're very hungry. They have a lot of room to develop. And we feel like that's something which we're really good at. So we're playing to our strengths as much as we can. We're making it work with the facility which we've got, with the players which we bring in. We develop them into top, top players to where we're hoping by their senior year, they can compete with that number one player in the country, which went to a different school. You know, like yeah. that, that's ultimately the goal. That, that's where we're trying to get you. Yeah, that's awesome. That's good insight into what you guys are looking for in recruits. Going in next, let's jump over to like. 30 second elevator pitch of KSU. So if you're on a call with a recruit, you guys are going up against a, a Liberty or something like that. there's a couple of different options, a couple different schools on the table. 
what is the sales pitch? What are you guys kind of like pitch to a player of why they should choose KSU? Yeah, I mean, I think the 30 second way of us saying it is going to be that when you come to KSU, you're going to get a developing program. So like you're, you're not entering into a program which is purely focused on college tennis results. We're doing our best to prepare you for the pros. So all of the players which we're trying to bring in right now are telling us they want to go pro. So with all of those players telling us that, our focus is to get you in the best shape possible, in the best position possible to where when you graduate, you're able to make a really good run at that professional career. So when you come here, your freshman year, you're not the player who is ready to jump into the ATP rankings, right? Maybe you've got a point, maybe you've got a three points, doesn't matter. You're not ready to make a career out of it. Our goal here is to make sure that you're in a position where you can make a career out of being a pro player. And ultimately that's what every decision which we make as a program and as a staff is geared towards. So when we're making decisions with regards to the schedule, which we play in the fall and the spring, practice schedule, class schedule, everything like that is geared towards making you be as successful as possible once you leave here. And a lot of programs might not necessarily have that as their focus. They might view it more as a, okay, we want you to be a really good college tennis player, but we're not too, too bothered on what happens after the, after your four years. Like for us, it's the opposite for us. We want to see success during college, of course, but after the four years, we want to see you be successful on the tour with us being here for the last five years. I feel like we're starting to see some of those results come to fruition. And now that we're seeing those results come to fruition, when we talk to those recruits, we can tell them about those players which have had success afterwards. And that's something which is really attractive to them. Yeah. I mean, I can even attest to it. You get into a school where that is the culture, right? The culture is to develop. It is to build. It is to get better. It's not just to be a person in a lineup. Those those aspirations do come up. It's like, dang, I, I enjoy this. I want to keep going. And you see that there's not just like, a, oh, the only the top D1 guys that are like number one through 10 in the nation. Right. are Those aren't the only guys making it on the tour. I mean, you've got guys yeah. up and down top 150 ATP and doubles, top 40 and doubles, yep. even in the singles rankings too, of guys who are like, mid-tier D1, D2s, and yeah. they just bought into it and they wanted it and they actually put the time and effort into building into it. So it's not like, oh, I go to KSU, like, yeah, you can want to go pro, but you played at KSU. You see it at so much more in other sports. I always thought this was so interesting when you're watching a pro football game or something like that and they name the players on the rosters that are starting exactly. and they say yeah. they're schools. Mm -hmm. You hear all these no-name schools That's and these right. guys are yeah. making millions of dollars Yep. on the pros. And I think that's just a testament of it does not matter the school you go to. Yep. All that matters is that if you really want this, you put in the time, you put in the effort, and you've got a coaching staff, and you've got a team around you for four years yep. that will help you build to that goal. The sky's the limit, right? I think that's super important. So yeah, no, that's awesome. I think this is really good insight. Obviously, Simon, thanks for joining. The last thing I will ask young guys, young girls, maybe across the pond who are confused in this process, maybe coming to it a little bit late of deciding college tennis or not. What do I do? Where do I go? Lots of confusion. What would be a word of advice that you'd have to some of these players who are wanting to play college tennis? Yeah, I think my best advice would be to just talk to as many coaches as you can and talk to as many people as you can regarding college tennis. I think relationship with the coach is one of the most important things that you can look for when you're in that recruiting process. If you connect with the coach on the call, 
don't really think too much about the name of the school. Think more about like your relationship with him or her. Mm -hmm. If you enter into a program where you've got a good relationship with the coach, like you just said, it doesn't matter the name of the school. It matters that you've got a strong relationship there. And if, as long as you have that desire to want to get better and go into the pros, like it won't matter if you're playing tennis on KSU or if you're playing tennis at a smaller school, a D3 school, it doesn't matter. You can develop yourself as long as you have a coach which cares about you. Yeah, that's good yeah. insight. Obviously, again, thanks for joining. And everybody, please like and subscribe so we can keep getting coaches on like Simon. And we will uh, keep track of the KSU team this year. Hopefully, you guys keep doing well. I know yeah. in the conference stuff, you guys have done well the past few years. So we'll definitely be keeping watch over the team. For sure. Sounds good. Thanks, man. Awesome. Thanks for joining. See yep. you guys.